And I have Dr. Aaron Chapa with Living Well in League City in studio. Dr. Chapa, how's everything going today? You doing pretty good? I'm doing awesome, brother. Like I have had a, a great experience uh, this month on the detox. Um, today is, I believe, day 16 uh, on the detox. And uh, this is my 43rd 21-day detox experience. And uh, I'm telling you, um, I never... I'm always um, shocked that I continually get something of value out of every detox that I do. And it just, you know, one of the things I try to help people realize is that it's not about detoxing once. It's about the ongoing health journey. It's about the ongoing repair and restoration process. It's about the ongoing, uh, you know, get your gut healthy program, uh, stimulate your immune system, activate your brain waves, your, make, get, have in check your endocrine system. Every part of the body needs to be overhauled and restored uh, at different parts of our year and every season of change. Um, we all go through different things. I had um, a patient go through something recently where uh, it sh- it really um, sabotaged their endocrine system, their hormonal system, and it threw off their thyroid balance. I've had patients that have gone through some major stress events, and it uh, wrecked their uh, their monthly cycle and, and threw them into an irregularity state. Um, so it's just fascinating to me to see um, that people need to be um, cared for and they need coaching on when to uh, in, in, get in there and stir their pot, so to speak. And the 21-Day Detox is one of those easy programs to where you can influence your heart, your lymphatic system, your immune system, your GI system, your liver detoxification system, your kidneys, and, and, and maximize overall health and function in a 21-day window. It's a three-month program, three months worth of result in 21 days. And we go through this protocol, uh, you know, we recommend 42 days a year. It's like getting your dental cleaning, right? Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you're doing the natural maintenance. So if the best that you can offer your health throughout the year is 42 days out of the 365 that we get, then guess what? We'll take it because it's three months worth of work. So that's almost six months worth of work throughout the whole year that you're focusing intentionally on your health. And that's through you being really intentional and really focused for 42 of those days. So if you kind of see that progression, an ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure, how do you make the biggest impact and the biggest influence on your health? By choosing health today, by choosing uh, a path today and not just sitting back waiting for life to happen to you or waiting for you know symptoms to come we want prevention we don't want symptoms you know what i mean right i mean how many people are waking up with headaches i think a lot a lot mm-hmm. uh we were listening to a guy yesterday and and um you know I, i'm always shocked that people don't know that um uh, positioning of headaches does it show up in the base of your head is it in the front of your head uh, is it in the top of your head is it like a halo uh, around your head is it in the temples all these different presentations for a headache mean different things and we can address your situation by assessing location people don't even know to assess the location of the headache they just go what i have a headache oh no, no, you have a frontal headache or sinus headache or a basilar headache or a templar headache or, um, or, you, 
or, or you feel like your eyes are getting plucked out of your head headache. I mean, there's all kinds of different headaches, and each one of them matters um, from a perspective of functional medicine. We want to know where the headache is so that we can help you assess where the problem is because it's not just a headache. It, it, and that's where and that's where Western medicine has really failed is they give you a a painkiller to stop the symptom, which is no better than taking the dashboard light that flashed up on your on your screen mm-hmm. and and taking that bulb and taking it out and saying there's no problem. That's what medicine does. We need functional support. We need transformational support to get in there and and fix the underlying problem, and then let the body turn the light off on its own, a.k.a. the symptom. And so if it's a heart palpitation, if it's a skin rash, if it's allergies, I talked to a gentleman yesterday, his whole life, he's had nothing but, you know, uh, sinus and allergy-like symptoms, dripping down the back of his throat and rashes on his skin. And, And I'm like, wow, like, this isn't just a chiropractic patient. This is a, a patient that needs you know, biochemical modulation. And we're going to get in there and we're going to do more for him than just align his spine. Now, is an alignment a good thing? Well, of course it is, right? But we do so much more when we address the organ systems. We find the glitches in the liver, find the glitches in the spleen, find the glitches in the intestinal tract. And we always traditionally, you know, with a patient like this who's coming to me uh, for structural stuff, um, propose ideas through history. We take an excellent history at our office and we dig and dig and dig until we understand and you begin to understand that there's more to your case than just the symptom you're bringing to the table. Just because you have belly pain doesn't mean that it's um, that you have an infection. You could have an imbalance in gut bacteria, and those gut bacteria be, could could also be causing your the last six months of brain fog. And you're like, what? I didn't know that my brain and my GI tract are even related. And there's 3 million more neurotransmitters in your GI tract than there is in your brain. And so if we can influence a healthy GI tract, we can change neurotransmitters in your brain and the function of those neurotransmitters and and the way the brain gives messages and connects the, the words and the names and the creative thoughts and the creative juices to begin to stir and to flow. And you start to find your groove. And that is a real exciting thing for people in business, for people that are teaching young kids or kids that are trying to learn new skills. And, you know, and so I think it's just one of those things that uh, one of the hardest things about what we do at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center or any of us out in the functional medicine field is helping people understand that anything can cause anything. And we want you to become aware if you have a symptom pattern that you were not genetically born with, that you just became aware of, <laughs> maybe that rash on your skin, um, you realize, you know what, maybe that isn't normal, right? Maybe my blurred vision isn't normal. Maybe my sleep trouble at night isn't normal. That is a symptom that is either you're becoming aware because it's new or it's evolving past a point where now it's becoming a more of a, an apparent problem for you. We can interrupt that and teach you why that's happening. I had a, a lady come in yesterday, and she goes, you know, uh, I have noticed I'm sleeping better. Um, 
but I'm still I'm like where before she was waking up in basically a puddle uh, in her bed uh, at night of sweat. Now she just wakes up hot. Well, what do you think the next progressive step would be to not wake up hot, like to maybe be warm or to not wake up at all, you know, and to sleep through the night with no discrepancy? Well, that's going to happen as we continue to uh, uh, take the burdens off the body. In this case, it was an infection in the liver. The liver was having a hard time processing its normal day-to-day detox effects uh, that it has to do. It's got a job to do every night from one to three, and um, it is cleaning house. And if the liver's doing a good job, the liver will more or less keep you into a deep sleep state, and you won't wake up hot. You'll wake up feeling refreshed, ready to go the next day. But if your body wakes up hot in the middle of the night, that's your liver overheating. It's, it's like there's a glitch in the, the, the circuitry of the liver. And it could be due to an infection. It could be due to uh, just an overburdened, uh, you know, you ate too many processed foods. You got into exposure in the elements. I don't, you know, you could have taken some new medication. I mean, there's so many different reasons that could happen. There's over 1,500 different pathways the liver's involved with. We've got to recognize that really it's involved in every pathway. And so something can be glitched. And we just got to teach you to support and care for that liver. Because the liver's the giver, right? And, you know, 1,500 pathways, mm, let's just say every pathway of the body, we just haven't discovered those all those pathways yet. And uh, you're going to find, just by taking care of your GI tract and your liver, a.k.a. let's do a detox, you're going to find value in how your body performs throughout your quarter, throughout your year. And it's just so cool. The detox blows my mind. You know, one of the things that I've learned on the detox this go-round is simply this. I have in, um, really embarked on air frying, you know. Um, I have a uh, an air fryer oven slash roaster slash rotisserie slash dehydrator. It's got all these different buttons, right? I and my I don't know if my wife intentionally did this or just didn't realize that there's an air fryer feature because we never use it. We always we just never use the air frying feature. And uh, so this detox, she bought one of those basket air fryers, right? And um, I've really enjoyed playing with that air frying feature. And then I discovered my other unit has an air frying feature, and I have like air fried everything. I mean, I've, I mean, because, you know, day 11 uh, on the detox, the protein starts coming back in. I have four kids on the detox or three and a half kids. I mean, three, three kids on the detox. Ellie really hasn't done it exactly as um, the other kids have. And uh, but everybody's allowed to eat protein throughout the whole program. So I still got to cook, you know, meats and things for them. And uh, I've been throwing chicken legs in the air fryer. I've been throwing uh, chicken wings in the air fryer. I mean, I've I, we I mean, vegetables are like crazy fun, more fun than ever to make. Uh, I mean, I took artichoke hearts and threw them in the air fryer, and um, I was shocked how good artichoke hearts uh, taste. I really don't like artichoke hearts um, unless I boil them, like the whole artichoke, and then I have to work down through all the leaves and then peel out the middle and then eat the heart. That's kind of like a favorite family tradition we do. But you can buy, fr- it's a lot of work, though. As you can imagine, that, that that's to eat a, a artichoke from leaf to heart efficiently. One takes forty five minutes to an hour to cook, plus forty five minutes to eat. I mean, it's just yeah. insane. And so it's not something that we do often, right? Um, 
but it is good. But I, I, my wife had some frozen um, artichoke, heart, artichoke hearts, and um, and artichoke, by the way, is really it's a, it's another one of these liver foods. It helps stimulate bile production, and it helps assist the liver in its many pathways of function. And uh, it's a valuable liver food, along with Brussels sprouts, like one of my favorite top two foods for the liver. Uh, uh, artichokes um, would be number two. Brussels sprouts would be number one. And um, but you can take frozen artichokes, throw them in the air fryer, and put your favorite you know spice on it. Uh, we use just garlic, onion powder, and some cayenne and paprika, and made it like a gave it like a little uh, smoke like flavor that paprika. And man, Gardy, like I'm sold. I mean, I literally I think I ate three quarters of the bag. I didn't, I was like, Ooh, let's see how that digests. I might've been too much, but I mean, I've, I'm on a quest right now to just consume, consume, consume veggies and, uh, all my prep meals. I can take one, throw them in this thing and it's, it makes food fun. Like it, it really has, it's made, um, the eating process, you know, very enjoyable. I like sauteing stuff. I like grilling stuff. Um, but I mean, it is a really neat experience to be able to have, Chicken wings on the grill outside, chicken legs, air frying in the oven, and then vegetables in the other other one. It all gets done about the same time, and I serve it to my family, and I feel like a champ because I just like cooked a gourmet meal, and uh, it was fun for me. And yes. I think food it can be fun when we have tools. And so this time, um, I don't know that I learned a new food per se that I that I'm like totally infatuated in love with. Although I did find a new food that I like. You know what it is? What is it? It it's, a, is, it's a vegetable? It is. Okay. Yeah. The, every detox, there seems to be a vegetable that I don't eat regularly that I begin to eat regularly. This is a, a great GI food. It's very mucilaginous, meaning mm. that it helps stimulate mucous membranes. And the, it helps to lubricate the GI tract and make sure that, that any irritations can have like a little bit of a band-aid like effect covering and and from that mucous membrane stimulation it helps stimulate these immune up regulatory uh, system called the secretory IGA re- release system in your GI tract the mucous membranes release these things and it turns on that uh, gut immunity and uh, all from one vegetable you ready what is it yes I'm ready and it can be eaten raw okay this is like the, you know the buildup the buildup I have no idea. Starts with an O. It starts with an O. Is it something that if I if you named it, I'm gonna be like, oh, that's that at the grocery store. Yeah. It starts with an O and it's a vegetable. Yep. I don't know what it is. Okra. Okra. Raw okra. I was like, my wife threw out raw okra, <laughs> and my wife. I don't know if, if maybe maybe my wife just doesn't like to cook, but she th- last two two years ago when we she threw out raw asparagus and. Everybody laughed. I mean, everybody's like, raw. Oh, they didn't laugh. They just were like, you can eat raw asparagus? And we all kind of like looked at each other. Well, it's out there. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And <laughs> yeah. we started gobbling it right. up, and it tasted great. And I love raw asparagus. Well, turns out I love now raw okra. Now, I like saute- I like cooked okra too, but I literally took the okra, and I would cut it. And because if you ever look at the chambers in okra, uh, it you just look at it and go, wow, that is a beautiful work of art. It's like a little bell pepper, right? Does it have little chambers like a, like a bell, not yes. a bell pepper, but yeah, it's like a little bit similar yeah. like chambers, and the little seedlings are inside. Yeah, and um, and and so it's real interesting because then you can take 
the the I took the bell pepper and I started dipping it in um, my uh, our salsa, our green salsa, which is basically tomatillos, jalapenos, and uh, cilantro and avocado. And uh, I would dip it in there, and that was really good. Then I would just you know I'd have carrots and okra, and I'd dip it in the sauces and. And uh, and it's really exciting. Like I found, I'm a dipping kind of a guy, so I like I like to find different salsas or picos or red sauces and 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 try to dip into those. That you know, and I we look for we either make our own or get stuff that doesn't have uh, many ingredients. Like your pico, you can't really mess that up, right? And um, and I'll and I'll dip into these things. So tomatoes and okra was a really good f- fun treat. Uh, you could saute the okra and the tomatoes. The problem with that is it is a, it, it brings out that mucusy like taste right out the gate and people don't um, realize that uh, well they don't they're not familiar with that texture so it freaks them out a little bit. And and so I would recommend starting with the raw version and uh, and and of course you can even progress down from there and do the pickled version and 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 you can kind of work your way into the uh, the raw state. And I think each you know each state gives you a different layer of benefit and uh, at least gets you in the game of trying new foods. And that's one of the things about tools in your kitchen. So today, day sixteen, you know we're you know it, I I was telling our group I said look. You might find yourself day 16 a little bit bored. Like, you're like, oh, I need this to be over with. Like, I'm kind of bored with, you know, eating vegetables and, um, and, and I want to, I don't, I want to eat my normal regimen. Well, you should be really in general bored with food. Like, you shouldn't get emotional hype from food. Food is fuel. You eat food because you need fuel and you need energy to plow through the next three hours of your day, next five hours of your day. And, and so we, should but can you make food fun? Of course. Can you make it pleasurable? Yes. But do you need to drop a ton of sugar all over it to make that happen? You shouldn't. And, and I mean, for a number of reasons, you shouldn't because of the pathology that it feeds. You shouldn't because of the inflammation that sugar feeds. You shouldn't because sugar is detrimental to your overall health and well-being plan. We want to make sure that those that come in and see us, that they have a vision that we paint for them. What do you want your life to look like after you've done lived it? You know, do you want it? To, you still want to be fully functional in spirit, mind, and body? Do you want to still have gusto where you can keep doing the next thing? Do you want to still, you know, keep knowing that you gave it all and your body didn't give out on you because you took care of it? These are the things that we want patients to realize that when they learn the art of fuel and food as fuel, they can stimulate and touch every tissue, cell, organ, gland in their body and keep it functioning optimally all their life. That vim, vigor, and vip, that vitality uh, uh, that they're after. We want to get down the road with energy and vitality all of our days. And I think that you finding ways to incorporate new foods, vegetables specifically, into your regime is paramount. It's important, very, very uh, necessary for you to grasp and, and so just because you didn't like a food, just because it looks funny, just because you're unsure, man, I was talking to a, a, a group yesterday morning, and one of the ladies answered the question and said, I am just blown away by turnips. I can literally, you know, turnips cook down just like potatoes. Whoa. So, you know, you can get another root vegetable, um, turnips, and you can add some garlic, you can add some onions, um, you know, you could add some uh different, you know, but you can 
butter, bacon grease, uh, bacon bits. Uh, you can you know start f- figuring out with even off the detox. This can be a major you know change in y'all's diet and your family, and you can impact your body differently uh, by having an extra nutrient rich food uh, in part of your arsenal. I had to Google turnips. And in my head, I was like, it kind of looks like a radish, which I think it kind of does. It's just different in color. So it's just a root. It's a root vegetable. Correct. And I don't know if I've ever had these before. Yeah. So um, if you go onto our Facebook, um, well, if you're in our detox group, you'll actually see one of our members um, put eyes on turnips. And (laughs) yeah, he uh, spiralized that uh, turnip. And um, and killed it. He's he he's, he. That's turned brutal. What what goes the, on in uh, that group? Dude, I'm telling you, it's the, the, he turned out to be a vegetable killer. And um and and so I think it was kind of pretty amazing that he what he did. So you know you never know what might uh, creative power you can find whenever you're you're playing with new foods. And um but it, but she was really excited about these turnips. And I had another patient bring me radishes. She had cooked de- them down, and I. She goes, "Aren't they delicious?" I was biting into them, and I'm like, "She roasted them," and I said, "Yeah, they. I love onions." And she goes, "They're not onions. They're radishes." And I'm like, "What? These aren't." Rad-. And she goes, "Oh no, they're radishes." And so roasted radishes cooks down just like into a, like a, a little bulb, like it looks kind of like an onion, um, and what I would think like a baby onion would look, taste uh, look like, but it sure had the texture and sure had the sweetness of it. And man, I was you know in heaven. And uh, so getting creative with food on the detox is something that you kind of start learning how to do when, one, you can get there, you can learn how to do it faster when you're part of the group and the part of the tribe. And the good news for all of you guys that even maybe are still uh, kicking the tires around if you should do a detox, you should. Um, but if you want to come out tonight, uh, you should at Butler's Courtyard 630. We have a potluck. And at the potluck, what we're going to have is different foods. Everybody's bringing detox-friendly foods, and you're going to be blown away. You're going to try soups tonight. You're going to have dips. You're going to have veg- veggies, uh, all kinds of different things to try that you would probably have never tried before. Why? Well, because you, Guardy, might have an idea for a food that you fell in love with on your detox, just like I have a food that I fell in love with on my detox. And that so the radish and the turnip lady and we and we start seeing that everybody's got a, a new food that they kind of fell in love with and they bring it to the table and we get to all experience and kind of sample hodgepodge potluck everything together and experience food and here's what's really wild then you start realizing there is pleasure in food. You remember in martial arts, they say, you know, punch is never a punch, right? Because then you have to break down the punch. Then you break down all the components of the punch. It takes years to develop the right punch. And then all of a sudden, a punch is just a punch, you know? But it's because you broke it down in such a mechanical way that it became like a part of you, your natural makeup. The same with the food. At first, it's very like food isn't just food. Like food is medicine, Food is fuel. Food is vitality. Food is longevity. And then you have to start breaking down how to incorporate the right foods into your diet and be open to putting new different fuels in. You know, I see all these ads all the time about, you know, do this workout in four weeks, you're going to look like this. And it's got some, you know, shredded human being that is like 2% body fat. Listen, it don't work. You can't just work out and look like that. 
it's all about the kitchen. You know, uh, even at, at, at the rudimentary level, I've seen conservative numbers, 80% of your results are in the kitchen. Not to say probably even 95% of the results is really in the kitchen. So I was going to say, I've seen high, some it, higher it, numbers it, as well. Yeah. It's, it, I think those conservative numbers will get you going. Right. I think uh, the detox um, is a way to introduce you to a lifestyle and where you actually start getting some traction in the energy department so that you can go out and do some sort of activity. You know, some people, they're not ready to embark on a four week intensive in the gym. That's that's too over the top. Right. But everybody has to eat every day. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. so learning how to eat is absolutely the most valuable thing that you will learn so that you can teach your youth. Then and, and we have like almost 20, I think 17, 20 kids that went through the detox that are going through the detox. Uh, two of them I know just finished this past uh, Monday. They started a week early. And uh, I mean, they're excited. You know, they accomplished something. They stuck it out. You know, I, I think I told the story, you know, when my daughter, you know, had to walk past the bread one night because she started her detox early, you know, and we were at a restaurant and she wanted to eat that bread. And she got a little upset that she couldn't have the bread because it was at a celebration night. And I'm like, well, you can start over tomorrow if you want. She goes, but I don't want to do that. And I'm like, and, she, and it's just one meal. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, it's going back to the principle. We, we signed up to do the program. We're going to do the program. We're going to do it right. One meal really doesn't matter, but we've, we're focused intentionality. You know, she came to me just two days ago. And she goes, I'm so glad I walked past it that night. You know? Like, is hers done? Is she, is yeah, she finished that? Okay. okay. And, um, and, and she was so glad that she was done. And, uh, and, I mean, and that she was able to walk past the bread. And it teaches a person something, that you can walk past the donut, that you can walk past the sugar, that you can walk past all the creamer and the sugar and the processed junk you stick in your coffee uh, or whatever you know special treat drink you get access to. I mean, it is, it's really awesome to see um, the youth in our group learning how to say no to junk and no to, uh, my son was at somebody's house and they kept offering him food and, um, and he, you know, he, you know, was he would turn down the food uh, because it didn't fit in line with his uh, program, you know. And uh, but I, I, I he, when it, it, I would rather, you know, one of the things I teach my kids is like I'd rather them say no because they they're unsure and get clarification later than just to indulge for the sake of indulging and then find out oh they botched it on the flip side it's like a peer pressure with food correct yeah and they're we're breaking that there is peer pressure with food people say to me all the time there's no way i can go out to dinner and open up my baggie of you know supplements and take them at dinner that's like it's it's weird or i can't not eat all the rest of the garbage and like it's weird if you go out to the restaurant in a group and you don't eat all the chips and the bread and the stuff at the table, people think you're weird. Instead of embrace the idea that you're on a plan, on a program, or you're you have a, a something driving you to say no to what everybody else is so easily saying yes to, right? And and we constantly talk about the power of food. And one of the things that we love about our macro fix program. Uh, it is an, a nutrition food coaching program that we offer at Living Well. And we are helping people recognize that food, um, people have no idea how to eat. 
you know, and then when you start telling them they can't have this and they can't have this, which happens to be 80% of what they're eating, uh, they, they really don't know what to eat. You know, the average American eats the same 11 foods over and over again. And of those 11 foods, nine of them are on the top four avoid list. And the other two probably have MSG and artificial sugars and high fructose corn syrup and partially hydrogenated oil stuck in them somewhere. And most people eat out, you know, eight out of 11 of their meals throughout the week. You know, uh, you, know you know what I mean? Uh, that they rotate through. And so we're, 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 people ask me all the time, where am I getting all these toxins? I'm like, if you eat out, you're getting exposed to toxins. Because when you go and look at the labels on a lot of these foods that are being cooked in these kitchens, they are in bags and there are preservatives and there's probably like 12 different preservatives in many of the foods that you're uh, allowing them to cook up for you. So at the expense of convenience, you're putting toxins in to your body and it demands you to clean those, those things out. You know, you might not have an, or a negative response you know, the first time you indulge in some of those foods, but over time, the onslaught catches up to the body and the body gets congested and it can't keep up with the demand and then all of a sudden symptoms crop up. And that's why, and it, it's like the symptoms, it's why it's so hard to see. So in the beginning, I like to say disease is hard to recognize, but easy to fix because you can't quite tell where it's coming from. But if you just stop doing whatever you're doing, it goes right away, right? Because the body has a chance to drain off the mess. In the end, Disease is easy to recognize, oh, that's a skin disorder called this. That's a heart condition called this. That's a brain disorder called this. That's an autoimmune disorder called this. There's a name because it fits the pattern for which the manifestation of the symptoms that were never addressed appropriately begin to formulate a picture of what we see when this system breaks down and this system breaks down, whether it's your GI tract, your thyroid, whether it's your liver, whether it's your lung, whether it's your, you know, your immune system, uh, you, you start seeing these patterns and then it's harder to fix. So in the end, it's easy to recognize. Oh, great. I can treat it now. No, no. no. By the time you start treating it, it's harder to fix. It's better to pluck the weeds out of your garden than it is to plant, you know, pull up bushes or oaks or whatever else the squirrel decided to drop in your garden. Earlier, you said something along the lines of anything can cause anything. And that's one of the, you know, meaning that any of the toxins or foods or whatever can cause things in your body. So it's like, what is the cause of this? Right. But you, you know, one of the, the beauty, beautiful things about the detox and the cleanses, eliminating all those inflammatory foods and all of those things with toxins is you can see how it is to 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 feel right and then slowly add some of those things if you choose to back into your life and see if that is what's causing it. I remember, I mean, I was as guilty as anybody, you know, from in the early days of detoxification, I would come right off detox and go eat a pizza. You know, I was like retox central, right? But it wasn't that that idea though of retox didn't even come to mind. It was I did this for 21 days. I earned I'm it. Pride of myself, right. exactly. I had the attitude, food is pleasure, and I wasn't being pleasured in my taste buds well enough on my detox because I was a rookie. I didn't know. But I'm telling you, as we have literally 
seen the the uh, impact of the tribe begin to uh, bring different foods and different ideas and different creative uh, experience to the table as new tools of technology have made cooking more efficient and easy. Um, dude, I mean, uh, the food is m- plenty pleasurable. And um, and here's what's interesting is lately, um, you know, one of the dishes that I've been having, it's like carrots, cabbage, and a bell, and half a bell pepper, and it's all raw. And, I mean, I'm like, a punch is just a punch. You know, food is just food. I can, I now, and I'm eating raw okra, raw asparagus, and I'm, and, and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I went full circle to come back to its raw state. You know what I mean? But, and that's okay. That's the journey. That's the fun. That's the experience. Because now I have a more robust palate. And I'm always, seriously, shocked. Every detox. And I ne- I'm like, so- sooner or later, I'm going to run out of food ideas, right? I mean, and uh, maybe next year to be the turnips would be my go-to food. You know, maybe I should incorporate some of that this week and just maximize the power of the turnip this week instead of, you know, um, you know, maybe in addition to my sweet potato, you know, I can have a half sweet potato and half a turnip and have a, that feel that I'm having garlic mashed potatoes and then the, the wonderful, I love putting cinnamon all over my um, my sweet potato and it makes me feel like I'm just having a sweet treat. So I'm eating vegetables and then I sprinkle a little sweet in there. And then I have a, a, I could do the same with the savory aspect of uh, the garlic style potato. But man, just being able to eat raw bell pepper, cabbage, and carrots is really amazing. And it tastes good. And then if I was off, uh, well, if I had more convenience, uh, more time maybe, uh, I would even put mash some um, uh, avocado in there. And, and have that as like a sp- avocado spread over that. And that would be another way to enhance that. Or as crazy as it sound, you could put a little bit of almond butter as a spread in there. And you're thinking, that sounds terrible. I'm telling you, it, it it's amazing. Just not detox friendly. So we don't do it right now on detox. But I yeah. mean, that could be another way that I take the same food and enhance it when I'm not on detox. You're right. And now I'm giving myself another way to get veggies into my kids, another way to get veggies into myself, another way to give my body more real food to pull from and to keep my blood sugar stable and to keep my liver and my kidneys and my GI tract functioning and flowing in the best possible way. Detox is just so much fun to me. Like I I love the people that really bite in and get after it and figure it out and have fun uh, with the program. Um, and I also enjoy watching the people, you know, suffer through it because I know it's the journey. Like yeah. we've all been there. I've starved on a detox. I've uh, overeaten on the detox. I've eaten some of the wrong foods on the detox. Um, I mean, I've, I've had all kinds of experiences on detoxes, but the, 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 the intention was, you know, to do, go through the process. What am I learning? You know, what am I learning at the end of this detox um, that's going to make tomorrow better, the next three months better, the next six months better? And as I've continued to keep this streak alive, two detoxes a year, I find that my um, lifestyle now is very much, I, I kind of sort of live this way, right? I don't have emotional opinions around food. I do enjoy uh, being able to go out and have a cheat meal from time to time. But mostly my cheat meals is splitting a steak with my mom at a restaurant. You know, the cheat is we're not having to cook it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The, and, and we have, you know, we split, uh, she gets a salad, I get a salad, and then we split a vegetable. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's the cheat. <laughs> and uh, we so we're not eating, you know, we're not going out, you know, gobbling up half a pizza. We're not going out and eating, you know, uh, uh, cheeseburgers and, and, and fries. Um, you know, and, and, but I, you know, have shared, you know, the burger that I like right now is that double double over at the uh, Hyde Park, you know, like that would be the one that I'd go for. And, you know, before detox started, like three days before it started, I had a, I had one of those, you know, because I knew it was going to be a long time before I got back over there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm day 16. I'm now, you know, a day closer where I can I could go and indulge in that. But it'll be interesting to see when I choose to go back and do that. And because this is what I notice when I'm on detox, I feel so good more so often, so so much so that I don't necessarily want to cheat anymore and retox. I don't want to mess up all the result that I have put in. And that's one of the things why I figured out that people that do detox 42 days a year is that they make better choices after the detox more naturally. They might make it 10, 12, 15 days post-detox before they indulge in something. They go to the football party and, you know, the dips are okay, but they're over there eating the raw veggies and hummus. You know what I mean? Right, right. And guacamole spread. And they made it right. I think you were telling me that, you know, you figured out you went to a, a place where they didn't have any good food. And you go, well, what do they have? They have an avocado and some vegetables. Pico. Oh, and Pico. <laughs> and Pico. It was and, at the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and dude, like that to me is that's that's going the distance. That's making do with your environment and being okay that you walked past the hot dog. I mean, dude, there ain't nothing valuable in a hot dog anyway. Yeah, it was, it was popcorn, pretzels, and nachos. So I was like, well, just give me the, the pico the and the nachos. Right? Yeah, and, and and the avocado spread, and I'll be okay. Yeah, and <laughs> um, and so, but next time you might, next time you go to the uh, place uh, where you can take food because you can take food there, you could probably you might plan ahead better. You might go, you know, last time. They had nothing. They had nothing. So I doubt they're going to have anything because most people don't care, right? Most people are so – they don't realize that um, food impacts how they're going to feel the rest of the day. And they're already dehydrated, and so they're looking for sodas and junk food. Mm -hmm. And and, and those junk foods are cheap, and they have a long shelf life. And you know what I mean? So they're not looking to appease your – you know, your – your health as much as they want to just appease your ne- your necessity in the moment. But notice something. They have signs posted up all over the zoo that says what? Don't. Feed the bears? Feed. The animals. The animals. Yeah. So, hmm. Why? Because they're on very, what, strict diets? Or maybe, you know, maybe that's the case. They make or, them sick. Or maybe the food that we f- would feed them, is the food that we're buying at the, you know, the stands, could kill them. You know, I had a, uh, a a mentor one time say the fastest way to kill a monkey is roasted nuts. That's right. I tell my family that all the time, and, and, and I said I don't know why. Yeah, well, it's but, because the denaturing process of the proteins, it, and it it literally becomes uh, a, a an inflammatory food to them in their little bodies. And most of the nuts that we're giving them are uh, also very moldy. And uh, but, dude, roasted nuts. What do you think the hot dog's doing to them? If they got into it. Yeah. I mean, have you ever, I mean, my dogs have, you know, gotten a hold of uh, some of the domesticated food on the floor and it wrecked their GI tract. You know, they had either diarrhea or they're constipated and you could hear them struggling and uh, they're doing the little butt scoot boogie on the floor. And and you're like, what in the world? 
and uh, and and we and we need to pay attention to that stuff. If the little cre- four-legged fur babies that we have running around our homes can't handle some of the domesticated food that we're dropping off the uh, kitchen table, then what do you think it's doing to us? Even though it doesn't, maybe maybe we're not doing the boot scoot, you know, boogie on the floor. You know what I mean? You know. Uh, yeah. But you. But they're. We just don't talk about it. Yeah, some of us are. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's just like that's not something you just bring up on the radio, unless yeah. you're Dr. Chapa. And As I say, bring it up. I mean, I like to bring it up only yeah. because that's what I do. That's what I do, <laughs> and, and I like to shell shock people. You know, I like yeah. to you know talk it through because again, it's not to assault, uh, insult, or offend. It's to educate, right? And and eighty percent of all health starts in the guts. What I've always said, but I've I've found recent studies that indicate a hundred percent. It always starts in the gut. We've got to care for that gut. We've got to care for it for the brain's sake. We've got to care for it for the immune sake, for the detox sake, for the exit elimination sake. And these are things that we do all the time, every week, every day in our practice where we take people through the healing journey. We teach them food is medicine. We teach them that detoxification is a must. You just come back from a vacation, detox time. You can do it 21-day, a 10-day, a 5-day. We have three different versions of cleansing and detoxing to make sure that you don't give yourself any excuse on why you can't because we can do programs to make it easier we have like just to see some of the people that are doing the detox though one lady was only doing the uh, 10 day detox and she was like but you know I don't do I need to come to all the classes if I'm only doing 10 days I'm like yeah this is the community it's what you're going to learn it's going to teach you that you should do three more 10 days throughout the year you're still at 40 days when you do, you know, four, 10 days throughout the year and you're sure you're close to our 42 day mark. And that's going to, and, and the education that you get when you surround yourself with people that are going through the process helps you stay motivated to, to push yourself forward on your own program. Because what works um, in, in my life where I've done so many detoxes over the course of my life, I could probably get away with just doing one detox a year. Um, and, and just kind of keep running the ship as, as normal because I eat so many healthy foods. You know what I mean? And I'm already, I already know next month is heart month. I'm going to be doing, um, a, you know, cardiovascular cleanse using, you know, garlic and, and hawthorn and, and, uh, um, uh, horse chestnut to help maximize my arteries, veins, chambers of my heart and make sure everything's running like it's supposed to. Uh, I'm going to be doing, you know, we do heart, heart sound tests at our office to help us see the chamber work. Is the chambers of the heart, uh, the valves of the heart working like they're supposed to? We want to maximize blood flow. Um, you know, I've already done my, my blood work, you know, for the year. Um, although I have another one I need to do. And, and then I'm also doing uh, this year, uh, it's been a, about a year and a half, but I'm doing, uh, you know, a stool test this year, or this coming up the next month or so. Is that exciting for you? No, I don't really, nobody likes no? that. Yeah, I, 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 I've been told that I'm all bark. I like to talk okay. about poop all day long, don't like messing with it much. Right. Uh, and that's probably why it hasn't, hasn't been done yet, right? Yeah. It's just because it's just a, it's just a, it's a, it's a, pain in the rump so there you go there and, you go uh, yeah, yeah. but it's a necessary evil like you you can't expect what you don't inspect and so it's necessary at times to just evaluate if you've got gas bloating indigestion if you've got rashes on your skin um if you've had a history of stuff you've got to you got to get in there and just uh, in a, throw it in the tube and send it off you know like you, you 
it's a necessary part of assessment because even with me eating as many vegetables as I do, I'm not convinced I'm not getting exposed to chemicals right, left, and Sunday because I don't eat everything in organic because it might not be available. You know, bell peppers are known to be high on the pesticide list. Um, I don't eat grapes, you know, but grapes, if you eat grapes or your strawberries and stuff, those are higher on the on those list. You don't like grapes or is no, there no, a reason? I, I love them. I just, there's too much sugar and I just, okay. I, I really steer towards more vegetables. So like whenever I talk to patients on the detox about doing two to one vegetables to fruit, like I probably do like five to one. Okay. You know? Like I literally eat very little fruit a day. Um, and, but don't get me wrong. I mean, I like it, uh, but I just don't look to that as a source of mainstay. I want the vegetables and I need, you know, because I think that's what we should be, um, feeding is the non-sugar taste palate because we, it's so easy. You never have to train the, the sugar in your taste buds, right? You always love it. And, um, and so I think that training continually the, the, the bitter palate and the savory palate comes through activating, you know, some of those bland foods. The other thing I was t- teaching my, my group uh, this today on this, pa- this next week is this is the week where if you feel like you're a little bit bored on detox, this is where you start leveraging the heck out of spices. You know, garlic powder, onion powder, cayenne, put some jalapenos in your food, put some pico in the food, you know, make sure you're cooking everything with onions, uh, you know, pull in different... Try different spices, curcumin, um, uh, the paprika, uh, the celery seeds, like find stuff that is kind of uniquely, you know, designed. Uh, I mean, I've found Mediterranean spices. I found all kinds of stuff at the stores that you can leverage to the hilt to give your taste buds just a different flavor. You could eat the same exact meal that you had yesterday or this morning for breakfast and put different spices on it and you're going to have a completely different meal because you put different spices on it. And um, people don't realize that spices not only are valuable to gut health and detoxification and inflammation reduction from a spice perspective, we underutilize them drastically. And uh, most of the spices that people like are loaded with what? I don't know. Sugar. And uh, MS, which in the form of a partially hydrogenated or a uh, monosodium glutamate with some sort of like neurotoxic salt, right? And sugar. I know I've looked at spices before and we've, you know, we've talked about them and half of the stuff I don't even understand. I don't, you know. Yeah. So when you look at spices, you want to find spices that are just like two ingredients, four ingredients, and you can actually, you've heard. Of them, you might not know what parsley looks like, you know, but you, uh, but you know that uh, you you know the word, right. right? But when you see sugar on the label, you should go, mm, I don't know if I need that. You know what I mean? I have that mango habanero spice. I used it last night. I, I got from your office on some chicken. Yeah, it was delicious. I love that mango habanero sauce. Uh, you know, and 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 not again. We, we're we looking for the lesser of evils, right? We're always trying to advance people to say, all right, we know that these are like terrible for you. Let's try these. And then we'll evolve you to this. Because if I, the value for me is if I can get you to put a little bit of spice um, and, and now you're interested in eating a vegetable, then it's a win to me, right? And because then over time I can change the spice up and you still are you're okay with the texture, you're okay with the savory part of it. Now we just got to get you, you know, to 
transition up. It's always a progression, just like in a, a training session in the gym. We don't start with the most advanced thing. We, we start with where you are at and progress up. Strengthen the back core. Strengthen the, the abdominal core. Str- you know, do lighter weights and, and different angles and, and make sure that your body is prepped for that for the journey ahead. Um, but I think that people just need to realize and be okay with the, it, it, it's okay that you're not at the pinnacle yet. You know, to be a performance star athlete takes years of dedication and work, right? So That's right. what what work have you put in? If you've never eaten a vegetable or you've had like one or two vegetables a week for the majority of your life and you just started detox and you've experienced some bloating and gas, well, it's an indication that your bowels haven't been trained to handle the veggies yet, right? That's okay. Don't feel bad. It's a process. Your body is learning. And so it's not bad body. It's I haven't taught my body how to do these hard things, and it will learn, and it will relearn. And in that relearning, you regain your health. You regain your vitality. You regain the opportunity for longevity. And to do all that without symptoms is all the cherry on top. And that's where uh, we are at Living Well. We are constantly working at teaching people right where they're at, giving them a vision of where they can be so that they can be a better father, a better mother, a better husband, a better wife, a better friend, a better worker, a better self-employed worker or employed worker, and, and to do it in a way where everything is intact. That is exciting to live life fully functional in spirit, mind, and body. That is the end goal to you know continually recognize that it's your life your health your choice and that you can take your health from where it is to where you want it to be just by making a new choice today just like we talked about four weeks ago when we started the year um we we're talking about tom cooley's book you know change your habits change your life he goes all you got to do no matter what your circumstance is is start changing some of your daily habits and you can change your you know, destination inside of 90 days. I mean, it'll blow your mind. So I love the detox because I'm helping you shortcut that 90-day window by focusing on th- something that matters m- vibrant, uh, um, massively in a 21-day intentional run of detoxification mm-hmm. and food um, and, and learning the ideas. And so tonight, a part of what we're doing at Living Well at Butler's Courtyard at 6.30 p.m. is to teach people how to enjoy food, fellowship, and community that have gone through the detox. We've had uh, three classes already. Tonight's number four, and we're just excited uh, to celebrate, you know, detoxification and to help, you know, people get through this last week and not looking forward to retox, but looking forward to the, the benefits of all the detoxification that they have you know, aspired to and attained um, on on the detox experience. And so we are always thrilled at Living Well to get in and to shape up your life. We will dig, we with you, we will teach you, we will guide you through the terrain that is potentially ahead. And so if you have any questions, if you have um, 
you know, challenges in your health, if you have symptom patterns that you weren't genetically born with, we challenge you and ask you to give us a call. Let us be your number one health coach um, and, and teach you the ways of food, teach you the ways of nutrient repletion, detoxification. We want to be your number one resource because we love education. We love teaching people how to live better, be better, stay better. And we know we can. We know the tools. We know the terrain. We've been there. We've, we've suffered through ourselves. Dr. First, heal thyself in order to give you the knowledge to take your health and your kids' health and your family's health onward, upward, goodward, and Godward. So come out tonight, 6.30 p.m. at Butler's Courtyard, and you guys have a blessed and wonderful, wonderful week.